You can lock your doors, you can close your shutters, but we've found a way to break into your ears anyway, and it's something called the Devil Times Five Horror Podcast. Hi, you're listening to episode 34 of the podcast that gives you nowhere to hide, not even in your own home, because this month we'll be talking about home invasion movies. I'm Cliff, and I'm joined by my fellow housebreakers, Luke, Bryony, Emily, and CJ. Hello. Hello. So we'll start, as we always do, with our horror highs and lows from the last few weeks. And CJ, let's start with you. Okay. Um, right. Well, my low, we'll start with, uh, was a movie called Prey, which I think I watched on Netflix. I watched it like two weeks ago, and already every detail about this film is just, just sloshed out of me uh, because it was absolute nothing it's directed by frank calfoon who did uh, mania Bloody and p2 i don't know i don't know what happened to him because his first two films were great and yeah. then the last three have just been absolute garbage and and this one is the worst one yet it's uh, a nerdy guy on a desert island for spurious reasons and there might be something on the island or there might not and it's all very much in the dark the lighting guy didn't show up for most days i think so if you just like watching one guy in the dark for 90 minutes then check out prey otherwise uh, no do you remember when we did i lived on i think it's episode five. Oh god yeah <laughs> jesus god that was a bad movie i mean the, the uh, prey is actually worse i think like as a film at least i lived i i can remember that the terrible pun at the at the root of it but um Prey doesn't even have a terrible pun, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, crap. Okay, and your high? Um, my high is Countdown, which is I knew that would appeal to you. You're a Countdown <laughs> veteran. Um, I, I was the Countdown winner, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, unfortunately, nothing to do with Rachel Riley, Carol Vorderman, or anything to do with spelling. It is a killer app movie. But it's, no. it's a killer app movie. Killer app. Do you remember where we did I Live back in episode five? <laughs> <laughs> this is a much better app than that and uh, a much better movie as well. It's basically Final Destination if it was an app. Uh, you, the kids download uh, this app that counts down to the moment that they'll die. Uh, sometimes you get years and years on it. Sometimes you just get two days. So it's just that, that thing that Final Destination does so well of oh, is this it? Are they going to die now? Is this how they're going to die? Oh, well, just threat everywhere, constant threat. And it's so much fun. It is like such a perfect movie for Halloween. Loads of jump scares, some of which are quite good. Um, and just a really cool concept that plays out really well. Lots of little twists. It's brilliant. I loved it. I saw the trailer at the cinema recently and I thought um, it looked like exactly the sort of just throwaway fun teen horror that I quite like at the minute. I know what you mean by throwaway, but I think it's it's really unfair because it is so, so well constructed. Like, yes, it's not deeply cerebral, but it, it's just really, really nicely done. Um, Should it have been it. called The Countdown Man and gone into your, your canon of yeah, man Oh, I could have gone into my man's, my man's chart, yeah. Oh. Your man-chise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a manuscript. Oh, <laughs> well, God. Uh, ooh, okay, that's enough from me. All right, Emily. 
Um, my low is Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Um, <laughs> it's, it's utter, utter shit, but I quite yes. enjoyed I quite, uh, I would, uh, yeah, okay, I enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch it again over quite a lot of the movies we've watched this month. Okay. And I, I remember I read something somewhere where they said if this film was didn't have any dialogue in it, it might actually be quite good. The dialogue's the best bit, because when James Earl Jones says, like, I'll fly on the wings of a locust and spit a leopard or whatever, it's like... If Pazuzu gets you, I'll spit a leopard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck you want about my And he but, does. Yeah. He spits a fucking leopard he, as he well. He does spit a leopard. Well, you, you, you wouldn't doubt James. If anyone was going to say that they were going to spit a leopard and would spit a leopard, it would be James L. Jones, and he does. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And there's, there's also the delightful scene where you've got um, Reagan going, I was possessed by the devil, which is really perky about it. <laughs> um, but visually, it is quite good. It is. There's so. a really good bit where she's in a um, kind of clinic bed and it sort of turns into the bedroom from the first film through, you know, through dissolves and that. And that's, mm. that's done really well. But then there's also a roller skating around in a glittery jacket, isn't there? Yeah, there's quite a lot of tap dancing. And it's not, oh, is it it's tap quite. Dance? Yeah, no, there's, roller I, think skates. There's, okay, I, I think there's roller, maybe roller skating as well. There's definitely tap dancing. And there's also Richard Burton clearly being very drunk and a bit sad mm. but um it's it visually it's quite good so it's a well-made film but it is bollocks so it's, like, it's just boring as well it is too long yeah, yeah. it would make a great seven minute youtube highlights video i love that the director he hates the first film though yeah that's weird yes. isn't it? Made, yeah. made it because the things he did with this he didn't agree with the gore and sort of stuff in the in the original wow. yeah. that's the reason he made this sequel and yeah. he didn't like the idea of a child suffering, but he was fine for another movie that he made of having um, an actress repeatedly get her tits out, and that was one of his daughters. Wow. That's, that's, oh, which uh, film was that? Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, who's his daughter? Um, Miss Borman. The one with her tits I, out. The one with her tits out. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, in Excalibur, that is most of the women the, and some of the men. It's, it's a Tipsy very Borman. tit-heavy film. <laughs> Titsy Borman. Titsy Borman. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, Titsy Borman. I, I don't know what her. I don't think she pursued an acting career, but um, it, it Charlie Borman's in that as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. he's he's quite a bad child actor. He goes, "When shall I be king, mummy?" And he's really annoying, and he wants to die, and eventually he does. Um, but not, not. I'm sure actual Charlie Borman's quite nice. I'm sure he wasn't just. He's like, your your kid's an asshole. Let him be an asshole on screen. Okay, fine. Um, so anyway, um, um, my my highlight. I've not watched a lot of movies this month, and I'm going to be treading old ground. But I went to the Prince Charles Cinema the other week to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. I'd not seen wow. either of them on a big screen before, and that was fucking amazing. Lovely. Oh, I didn't even know so, that was happening. Yeah, it was a couple of Saturdays ago. Um, oh. It's I I because I I've only ever watched those on um on DVD or on streaming so oh, to actually yeah. just yeah, it's same. a totally different experience especially watching the first one on a big screen you you realize how fantastic it is and Absolutely. how visceral and then the second one is like your perfect popcorn movie it's, yeah. it was great great evening so um so, yeah. I was yeah I saw I was at the Prince Charles a few times recently and um I noticed that they were showing at like midday on a Wednesday four o'clock on a Thursday Cannibal Holocaust it's like, yeah my friend went to see that just yeah. to see Cannibal Holocaust just it's showing every day uh, at um, Prince Charles yeah. it is half term at the moment so maybe <laughs> <laughs> let's get the kids along where can we take the kids today should we go to soft play no Cannibal Holocaust kids love cannibalism it's um, the same thing. Cryony. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello. Um, hello. My low. All right. I realised I have great thoughts in the shower, and I realised this the other day that I love things that are juvenile, but I hate things that are adolescent. Um, okay. And so, it's like on that sort of note. I was watching, I really fancied like a throwaway silly horror film. So this popped up on Shudder called Mayhem. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. I also hated Mayhem. Yeah, it was, it was just adolescent shite. Yeah. And so many films have done it so much better. And I felt really bad because I, I really like the um, main laddie, whose name I can't remember. I really liked him in Walking Dead. Stephen Yoon? Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, Yen, yeah. That's right. And he's done some lovely voice acting as well. So I, I yeah. really like him. He's got that kind of thing about him where you naturally root for him. But I just didn't care. And it was really just quite dull. Like, I didn't I didn't care. But yeah, it was just quite obvious yeah. um, and quite ham handed, I think. It's really douchey, isn't it? Like the humour is, is just really, really like frat boy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the hot girl turns out to be metal, and we're going to show this by her singing a metal song now, while they kill everyone. It's just, it was uh, because I, I love like films about viruses. I really like all those outbreak kind of films, and you know, this seemed like it had an interesting premise because it's like an office building gets quarantined, the guy's just been sacked, and they've all got this virus that makes them really Mm. impulsive and violent and stuff. but the virus itself was a bit shit. So well, that, that movie came out at the same time as that other one that I also hated. Um, the Belco Experiment. That's the one, thank mm. you. Uh, Belco Experiment. And neither of them did what I wanted, which was that mm. premise. But all the deaths are office equipment. So it's like staplers to the heads and like yeah. you know, somebody getting shut in the photocopier. Well, and I mean, <laughs> immediately, I thought of, um, with this one, I immediately thought of um, Shaun of the Dead because there's... Um, cam- camera stuff very similar like how they pan across the weapons and choose the weapons mm. very rapidly that is almost shot for shot the same in Shaun of the Dead when they're going through the kitchen to get stuff to throw at the zombie yeah. and it just didn't have the same charm oh, to God, it, no. it was it was charmless absolutely oh. charmless well I get the impression the director Jay Lynch is a bit of a copier doesn't really have his own mm. ideas just was that fair? just a bit of a D-bag <laughs> 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 I have to admit, I have met Joe Lynch, uh, and he seemed absolutely lovely. We had a little chat, and he was he was a really nice chap. So I, I feel bad about how much I really dislike his <laughs> films, but uh, maybe maybe he is a, a d bag in disguise. I don't know, but uh... mm. he was a d bag in disguise. <laughs> hey. And Bernie was behind. My high is beyond. You're all right. It's very good. The beyond. It's very hey. weird. Yeah, you're hey. all right. Yeah. I did a bit of a double feature. I did uh, the beyond followed by City of the Living Dead. So I can't oh. tell you what happened in either of them. Um, I can vaguely remember things that are all weird in Italian. I love weird Italian sex <laughs> yeah. films. Yeah. It's just next month I'm going to try and make sure my high isn't a weird Italian sex film. Okay. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Thanks, guys. Good. <laughs> it is incredible. Luke. Uh, my low is going to be uh, in the tall grass because every single Stephen King adaption to Netflix has been absolute shit, and I don't understand it. I think it's him and his son Joe Hill, and it feels like it shouldn't have come out in 2019. Uh, it think it's almost like an M Night Shyamalan film, and it's shocking that it's not written by him because the amount of twists this film has, mm. and Patrick Wilson playing a creep, but in a really 
weird, weird way where he starts to talk about how he used to be in a metal band and the script doesn't make any sense and it's just a dodgy, dodgy film the whole way through. Joe Hill has a weird... He has a weird hang-up with, uh, with metal singers because did you ever read his novel, Heart-Shaped Box? No, no. Because that, that was about a kind of washed-up old metal singer who was a bit of a creep as well. Um, so clearly a thing with him. <laughs> Who hurt you, Joe? Who hurt you? Yeah, I, I like... So I like Lock and Key, which he which he wrote. But yes, the comics. It seems when he goes into writing stuff like this sort of horror stuff and more short story, it doesn't really pan out into a feature length, which this feels like it should have been part of an anthology movie. More than being spread out into a whole hour and 45 minutes long. But yeah, that's In the Tall Grass. Uh, and my high is going to be uh, Deerskin, which uh, Cliff and I both saw at uh, London Film London Festival. Film Festival, yes. Done by, uh, why am I forgetting his first name? Quentin Dupio. Quentin Dupio. Dupio, okay. Uh, I always, I always used to think his name was Quinton Duplex, which I've realised is a completely <laughs> wrong name just, the just, whole time. Just call him Mr. Wazzo. And, uh, yeah. I call him Q- QD. QD is, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, it's another odd film. I think it is his best film. Like, I really loved Rubber, but I feel like this is his most structured film, which actually has... Di- the dialogue's odd, but it's a film where you understand the dialogue in his other films as people talk and you're like this is not a natural conversation right but in this the conversations are natural even though they are odd and then when it does turn into a full-on horror film it's absolutely brilliant and bonkers so we were at the same screening and there was this um because it's because it's one of his like absurdist comedies most of the way through and then it gets really violent <laughs> and there was this woman in front of in the row in front who, when it got violent, she absolutely turned away, just literally couldn't look at the screen. And I was pissing myself laughing because it's so funny, all the heads getting lopped off in half and all that. And she must, I just think she must have been thinking, who's this sicko behind me? Is what is all this horrible violence and finding it funny? That's when you hand her the Devil Times Five flyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, I was just laughing at all the, because it, it gets, it, is the same kills a lot over, but there's one that's just incredibly creative and ridiculous. And his, with what and his it weapon does. as well. His weapon is yeah, just is unique. Yeah, it is brilliant. It's so good. So that's, that's my high. Good. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, my high from London Film Festival is uh, Wounds, the new one from Babak Anvari, who did Under the um, Under the Shadow. Um, yeah, that's on Netflix now. It's it's really good. It's but um, did you see that, CJ? Yeah, I watched it last night. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I was really very right surprised because it, yeah. it's because yeah. it's moody. It's it's, um, but it's got <laughs> it's got like constant tension. Like yeah, the way totally. the way that, the way that he shoots it, he uses a lot of like uh, camera angles and music cues that are normally associated with something terrible about to happen. Mm. So you spend like at least the first half an hour of the film just being like, oh, oh god, something yeah. terrible is going to happen, and nothing does <laughs> until a bit later. But well, that that vi- that fucking video that, that comes up. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, awesome. that was so. That's awesome. that probably the best jump scare I've ever seen. No, it was really good. In a long time, anyway. Um, yeah, and and um, oh, it's great. It's yeah. So it's about a guy who. Well, so it's not a killer app, but it is another sort of cursed phone <laughs> kind of thing, isn't it? Okay. It really, really gave me J-horror vibes. Yeah, totally. Like, it's yeah. got very, yeah, very ring, isn't it? Like, it's kind of, yeah, if you, if you yeah. see this video, you will be cursed to and, and stare at tunnels spi- on the spirals, internet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, a spiral, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so good. People online started calling it Army Hammer's Vampire's Kiss. 
is no, is that true or bad. not? That's very unfair. Yeah, he's okay, okay. On, I, I on think... Nick Cage. I mean, I mean, Army Hammer's fine in it, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a good good performance. It's yeah, not, um... but it's not hammy or anything. No. But weird. I mean, I he does, he does, he does go a bit mad, but not in a. I'm a vampire. I'm a yeah. vampire. Kind of yeah, way. but Vampire's Kiss is brilliant. So, what do you mean? It's like Vampire's phenomenal. Kiss straight to Netflix. Yeah, but yeah. it's a very, very different kind of performance from from Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my low is the Lodge, which is the new one from the directors of um, Good Night, Mommy. Or, uh, which is, um, I don't know, it's like if Asylum put out um, a mockbuster version of Hereditary. It's so bad. It's, <laughs> I'm so glad I queued up for 45 minutes and then didn't get a ticket for it. <laughs> it's, it takes ages to get to the point of where it's going, which is two kids having to spend a few days in a snowed-in cabin with their new stepmom. Um, but, you know, the use of, like, things like dead mother and attic a climax in an attic religious cults uh, it's all just hereditary basically it's it's just I'm, and I'm looking looked... forward to Bryony's high next month being climax in an attic <laughs> an obscure italian sex horror <laughs> Um, it's got really good reviews. Um, opposite of Wounds, really. It's been getting really good reviews, but I don't see it. It looks rubbish. It, I don't know if it's like the frame rate or whatever, but it looks so cheap. Um, like it's shot on a shit camcorder. I don't know, man. It, it's, I was so bored. And there's about five minutes in the final half hour where it's, oh, now it's doing something. Now it's quite weird and tense. There's a good jump scare early on. Well, not jump scare, shock. But it's, it's so dull and it's so derivative, specifically of hereditary. It's blatantly derivative of hereditary. Oh, well. Anyway, um, I guess it's time to smash down the doors of decency as we go into our theme. Home Invader. Yo, yo, yo. All that shit you talking, Mom, to you is full of this shit. Is home Invader. You know what I'm saying? And by coming... I knew you were going to use that. I knew. Uh, what else would there be? <laughs> <laughs> And by coincidence, both of our features this month come from Austria. First up, Michael Haneke's Funny Games, originally from 1997, but remade shot for shot in English ten years later. Here's the trailer for that version. What is it, honey? There's someone here. Hello? Sorry to disturb you. I'm staying next door. Please, come in. Wow, that's a really great set of clubs. Mr. Farber. What? You want to call someone? An ambulance? Or, or the police? Why are you doing this? We're gonna make a bet now. You bet that you'll be alive tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we bet that you'll be dead. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch the tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Why don't you just kill us? You shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. You shouldn't have done that, Anne. That's awesome, really. Really. A family of three arrive at their holiday home for a week of sailing and playing golf, but two young men turn up and bet that they can kill them all by nine o'clock the following morning. Um, I think Funny Games is one of the best films of the 90s. Uh, are any of the rest of you into it? I mean, CJ's I giving me it. a face like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of you love it. I hadn't seen it before. Um, the the whole home invasion thing. Not only I found some of these films really difficult to watch. It's the kind of thing that I find genuinely frightening. So I've spent a lot of a lot of these films. I've had to sort of you know 
hide under a duvet for a few hours after watching them. Um, right. So Funny Games is something that I avoided watching. But, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was it was very, very engaging, quite, quite horrifying. Um, but one thing I would say, having watched the original and the US remake, I never want to watch either of them ever again. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as a great piece of work, yeah. yeah Did is, you find watching good. the remake a complete waste of time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's just not quite as well acted, I think. Yeah. I really enjoy the um the remake, but I I also think that the breaking of the fourth wall is forced a lot more than it is in the in the original. Yeah, it, it's, it that doesn't have sense. that sort of shock value to it. It's it, I don't know if it's because I've seen the original beforehand. I mean, maybe mm. if I'd seen the remake first, it would have been different, but that bit didn't kind of work as well. I mean, is it Michael Shannon, the the guy who's who plays one of the invaders? Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt, yeah. Um, him, he, he's very, very good. I thought his performance is particularly good, but otherwise, yeah, the acting is better in the in the Austrian German version. I don't know how much that is uh, the fact that um, Tim Roth and Naomi what's a recognizable and speak in English so that maybe yeah. that's why it doesn't quite work compared mm-hmm. to you know Tim Roth mm-hmm. I think in the remake he's just always Tim Roth he never never sheds his Tim Rothness he um he does he's his usual I mean he's 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 decent he's a pretty solid actor but he he does have his usual accent slippage um right he comes out oh, like, yeah there's one bit where he comes out full-on London geezer um, mm. I can't remember what, what line it is now which is kind of a little bit like mm. But, you know, just think, oh, it's Tim Roth, that's just what he does. Um, so, CJ, you didn't get a chance to watch it. Didn't get a chance to rewatch it, no. I've, I've seen it before. I, I mean, it's just, this this whole subgenre for me is just not what I'm here for in the genre. Like, I, I find with me, horror is quite closely associated with my uh, tremendous levels of anxiety. And I think uh, what I love about horror is that I can channel that anxiety into something that's just completely bizarre or ridiculous or surreal or that there's something that i know isn't real so it's it's kind of a safe way of burning up anxiety and when it's over i'm not going to think oh there's going to be a giant slime monster behind me because i know that there's not mm-hmm. um whereas i feel with these movies that are i mean i've noticed quite a lot of the ones that we've, we've got on the list this month have got based on a true story at the start which a lot of the time isn't true um but it, it's that this is actually thing, a thing that happens, maybe not that often, I don't know, but but it does happen. And I just find it really uncomfortable and it makes me anxious in a bad way. It's not like I, I expend anxiety watching these films. They, they actually just make me quite stressed. Um, Funny Games obviously is different to a lot of them because it does have that postmodern breaking the fourth wall element to it. And it does, I guess, have a, a black sense of humour. Um, but then that just made me question what Hanukkah's intentions were. I think I've read somewhere that he wanted to make a film that was violent and pointless as a way of, you know, turning the mirror on the audience. And it's just like, fuck off. I want to watch <laughs> fucking Slime, and you can fuck off while I watch Slime. <laughs> high-minded twat. <laughs> I see no reason why you can't have high-minded Slime. I mean, by all means, that's mm. that's that's how. But that, yeah, but... it, no, I know what you mean. Do you think the bit where Arno Frisch breaks the fourth wall for the first time, though, while um, while they're playing the hot and cold game, when he just turns and winks at the camera? Ah, oh, it's fucking so. Oh chilling. yeah, no, that is such a good moment. So chilling. It's horrible. Mm. Doesn't doesn't do it for me. I'm afraid. Is it not. That's no. it. Uh, 
And then, and then um, a bit later, uh, I think Peter says the sun's coming out again. And when I was watching it, at that exact moment, it had been really rainy, but the sun started pouring in through my window just as he said the sun's coming out again. And I was like, oh, they really have broken the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Bryony, had you seen it before? Yeah, I'd seen it maybe uh, 10 or 11 years ago, uh, mm. Mate's House, um, and it blew me away then. Um, it's obviously a party film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really was. I think this is this. Uh, there might have been drugs involved. It was quite horrible to watch, um, but really, really amazing. And then I watched it again this week, thinking I've not seen it since I was that nineteen-year-old. Is it just going to be one of those films I liked when I was nineteen? And I still really liked it. It's genuinely chilling, but kind of farcical enough that it doesn't give me, you know, the horrible and comfortable feeling that I did get from a few of these films this month, because just the way those two actors the two lads mm. handle themselves it's just you can't stop watching them because mm. they are so casual and so at ease that you're almost at ease with them and you're just like yes this is a completely normal thing to be doing to this family yes you go wait no hang on oh no um yeah i really liked it yeah well i was watching um, an interview with hanukkah and he says that those um the two boys are meant to be a representation of, well, he says it here, the innocence of the, of the lust for evil. Unschuldigen unter Anführungszeichen Lust am Bösen. None of you get the joke. Right, okay. That was good. <laughs> Sorry, could you get the joke? Could you, could... Oh, oh, oh. That, that is the most lateral music cue that you <laughs> come up with. How, how happy were we, you with yourself for making that? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> oh well, they're not—they're not all gold, are they? Um, <laughs> as long as you're happy, Cliff. You know, we're happy that you're happy. Well done, you. Well done. <laughs> Something that's divisive in it is the remote control bit. Uh, I, maybe I'm stupid. I—I I don't get it. <laughs> it's not it's not a thing that people often say when discussing these kind of films but i i genuinely don't see the point of that if they're that sadistic and they're able to use the remote control say for example in the world of the film the family can't use the remote control to say like bring their son back hmm. would they not if they're that sick not just use the remote control to like repeatedly kill the dog over and over again no because there's people mm. and there's other houses they're gonna go move on well, can't they just press the pause button and come back later? <laughs> well, like in the Fermata by Nicholson Baker. That's an obscure reference. <laughs> it is, isn't that about a, about a man that does that so he can sex everybody up? Yep. It is. <laughs> is that better or worse than the whole dog See there, Cliff, my, my reference was Bernard's watch, which is not as dark as that. Yeah, Bernard wasn't going and watching women in the shower. No, <laughs> he was just getting up to lovely little hygiene. Have you read the Fumara as well, Luke? No, 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 I'm oh. just there. <laughs> Is that what happens? I'm just remembering Click, the Adam Sandler <laughs> film, where he has the remote through the whole film. There was an episode of Round the Twist involving a remote control. I don't know what Round the Twist is. It's an, It was an Australian kids show in the 90s. Um, oh, right, okay. And that involved um, a remote control that they could use to stop time and also to uh, the bad kids use it to cheat at a spaghetti-eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite quite gross, but quite funny. There was another episode where everyone got like duplicated by these giant mushrooms and there were like yeah. these weird sort of 
mushroom people and then they all exploded. And yeah, it was in quite, a lighthouse. It was quite psychedelic, that programme. It was it. Great. Uh, so what I'm saying is basically Hanukkah's <laughs> use of the remote control is not as interesting as the way it was done in Yeah, he copied he copied Bernard's watch. Yeah. Do you think um do you think the scene where they don't seem to know the number to call the police is a comment on the stupidity of characters in horror? I wasn't sure about that. I mean I was think uh, I was like, is there how remote is this place? That they do they not have a universal nine one one nine 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 thing? Or yeah, it might be a comment on how stupid they are. You know, three of the four main actors all died like within really? a few years. Yeah, they died really oh. young. Which ones? Uh, Susanna Lothar died at 51. Ulrich uh, Moore died at 53. And Frank Gearing died at 38. All died really young. Ooh, the curse Blimey. of funny games. Ooh. One scene that I always find quite horrible is, well, that's good, is the scene where the camera just is static mm. for about five minutes and just focusing on the blood on the TV. Yeah, with as the, the rest cars one, in the as background. the F one's happening, mm. think, and then you hear them come back into the house. I, I always think that is a is a brilliant scene because really you think is, yeah. they've left. It leaves you with that like sort of an old fuck moment because the kid's dead in the house, mm. um, and then they t- return. I thought of um, Ariasto with the sobbing because um, that's how you do parental sobbing over a dead child that was done brilliantly and that was just before that scene oh no right. it was just after when she finally goes over to him that's yeah. brutal yeah, she calls, that. calls over, yeah. yeah it's yeah. wrenching um yeah because yeah, yeah. she's just like we've got to do something i'm all tied up let's and he's just on the floor absolutely sobbing and breaking and mm. then they come in at that like horrible visceral raw moment mm. Um, and they're still charming bastards, and I still kind of like them. <laughs> um, I, have you seen um, Sequestrados, the Spanish film, Kidnapped? Because there's a scene in that where it was like a 10-minute take, um, and half of that is soundtrack with a like motor racing on the TV. It's a definite, definite reference yeah, yeah. to funny games. It's a good film, actually. Yeah, I think Kidnapped is a very good film. Mm. Uh, 12 single takes. Stitched together. Yeah. I noticed that there was a lot of very long, long takes, but I hadn't actually spotted. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's 12, 12 single takes. Wow. Um, and that ending still gets me. Some good use of split screen as well, which I like. Yeah. So the takes overlap. And the most harrowing ending to a home invasion movie. Good. It's pretty good ending. Um, I think it's possibly a bit too glossy for what it is. Oh yeah, points definitely. Yeah. It does look nice, but. But it does take away from how hardcore it is, perhaps. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it on that rewatch. That opening is horrible. As yeah, well. yeah, with the guy with the bag over his head. You, yeah. you assume that it's then flashing back to the start of the story, but it's a completely different bloke, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's completely yeah. just another home invasion that they did yeah. before going to that house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, it's a good film, that. Um, for, for context, because I, I didn't even get a chance to, to look it up, what, mm. what is kidnapped? Uh, it's just a family, three yeah. people, uh, a family move into a new house. Uh, everything's getting moved into the house. And then just as they've moved in, three people break in. And then the dad's got to go and get money out to try and get rid of the the people in the house. But then the daughter and the mum are going to go up against these home invaders. That's good. <laughs> uh, right. So there's a definite divide in the films we've been watching for this, like between kind of harrowing stuff like that <laughs> and more kind of popcorn, scary movies. Um, I think one that falls right in the middle 
of the two categories is inside the 2007 <laughs> with nah. Beatrice Dahl and uh, Pregnant Widow and a massive pair of scissors. Yes. Um, inside, uh, as I always want to call it. Inside. Who, who can do the best? Who can do the best um, UK garage MC? Inside. Hang on, hang on. <clears throat> inside, inside. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. You need to put a beat on that when yeah. you uh, when you edit. I won't. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed Inside. I think I was I was really worried that I wouldn't because I don't really like the new French extreme stuff very much. Uh, mm. So when it started, I was like, oh god. Another one of these films where everything everything's dark and everybody's sad and French. And, uh. <laughs> and then about halfway through, it goes absolutely berserk and just becomes Tom and Jerry. It is just two people <laughs> injuring each other repeatedly to, to the point way beyond realism. Uh, and, it, and it just gets so, so over the top. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of gore films and, and this is definitely up there with with the goriest it's like proper it's sort of nuts. comic book levels of gore it's kind of gore that you wouldn't even think would be sort of like okay yeah. surely they're kind of oh no no she's just stabbed her mum okay right fine yeah, yeah I, I quite enjoyed it as well it's very, that's the point that's the switch isn't it where yeah. she, yeah, yeah. she stabs her mum and it's just yeah. like yeah and then it just, <laughs> blood, it's just yeah blood mad. spraying everywhere yeah, yeah. Something I'd forgotten about when I watched Edge the other day was that bit where she has a nightmare where she's puking milk and then a CGI baby pops mm. out of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a clue that it was bonkers, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite early on, but yeah, it took me a while to realise. Yeah, I adored, I adored this film so much. Isn't Beatrice Dahl just the best fucking horror villain? She's so good at it. She's great. I haven't seen her in anything for ages, so it's just like, yeah, she's being mad and brilliant again. And it's it's horrible. There's the scene where she strangles the cat and she picks it upstairs at it and goes, "Who the fuck are you?" (laughs) (laughs) That's a particular kind of evil, horrible, sadistic bonkers. Which, if the film was even more bonkers, it would have gone, "I'm the cat. Fuck off. Who are you?" When the guy gets killed on the stairs, and that's, that's something I've never seen before, a blade going through the back of the knee and coming out the front. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, and then she stabs him in the cock and balls and across the face, and oh, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> there are some brilliant kills in this film. Yeah. 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 Like, it was, it was punching the air, like, fucking yes, cackling madly. That was <laughs> all... Oh, that was happening whilst I was watching this film. I yeah. adored it. It was so mad, so good. Yeah. And both the female leads were just so good. Mm. I love watching women go absolutely mad. Yeah. <laughs> that first bit of violence where she puts the scissors into the belly button. Oh, it's mm. horrible. Oh, oh yeah. every time it's, it's oh. Nasty. I've never even been pregnant. And... And, and, you, and you get a full payoff from that as well at the very end. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I've been recommending this film all month. This has got a controversial moment in it as well, like Funny Games did, like the bit where the cop sort of apparently turns into a zombie. What was that about? Didn't take it as zombification. I just thought... It's just something weird. CJ, did I message you about that? Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what's... Have I missed something? Yeah, we had a little chat, and I I just think he was a bit dazed and confused. Like, he's obviously very seriously wounded, So I've always thought that as well, but I noticed this time that Beatrice Dahl's character explains who she is in relation to Sarah, and Sarah says, they told me there were no other survivors in that crash. Mm -hmm. And at that exact point, the cop gets up and he's a zombie. And 
I'm thinking, is Beatrice Dahl a zombie? Is this, is this all a bit supernatural? Is it all a metaphor? I guess you could read it that way. It, it wasn't how I read it. But... It does that whole weird thing of the torch shining on them, and they just start shaking, and mm. then they then they get up. Mm. And it's a, it's just I, a bit I just, odd. I just thought that was trauma. Like you know, maybe they were a bit bit hurt. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> a bit hurt. <laughs> a bit sore. Yeah. Oh, that's smarts. You think you do Ooh. have a bit of a shake sometimes. Oh, I need a hot know. water bottle. Oh, stings yeah. a bit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, given the the levels of abuse that the two main characters uh, put each other through by that stage, I just kind of accepted that people don't die the way that they normally die. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can sustain a lot more before you die in this film. So when when the cop got up, I was just like, yeah, I guess I guess he's just taking a pounding as well. Um, so Luke, I know, I know you've seen the uh, remake. There's an English language remake. Oh, don't get me started on that. The remake removes everything that is good about this film. Yeah. It removes the violence. It swaps the ending yeah. into something absolutely terrible. The car crash, for some reason, is like a car crash from a James Bond movie because they have the car <laughs> flip about ten times. God. It's like, oh, you want to try and do a remake? Like this, that car crash in the original is just effective because it's just you see the car crash and then there's just it's just raining and mm. the husband's dead in the car. And this one mm. has to be, no, we're going to flip the car loads of times. Yeah, and it has to be that she has she's got a gay best friend who's going to come <laughs> round <laughs> and. Um, the, the the action relocates for the final act, doesn't it? To like a spooky house. <laughs> they go to a spooky house and then they're on top of a swimming pool fighting. Yeah, and it's, then oh. and then like she gets cut open and all her blood comes out blue and it turns out it was just an elaborate gender reveal party. It's it's awful. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just making what? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's don't ever watch it. Don't okay. it's. I wasn't going to until then. That's never the, but... that's <laughs> never, never <laughs> my the stomach. The interest. stomach cut never happens. <laughs> we never get that. Okay. Um, and uh, we just get someone drowning instead, and it's bad. Oh, bollocks. Okay. Uh, so sticking with France, I remember them. Il from two thousand six being very popular at the time, but it's not very good, is it? It's it's uh, it's all right. It's not great. I saw that at Fright Fest, and I swear they made everybody sign waivers not to give away the twist. They made such oh. a big deal about the twist. Right. It's a bollocks twist, isn't it? It really is. I think the reason it's a bollocks twist is because it means they have to hide who the home invaders are throughout, which means you never get a fucking sense of of any threat because you don't see anyone. There's just It's just the reactions of these two people going, oh, we're being attacked. But are they? Who am I? We see some feet occasionally. Well, I, I wasn't sure if it was meant to be like a ghost thing or what, because of the yeah, the fact that I knew nothing about it going in. Uh, I was like, well, what kind of film is this? And then at the end, when it's revealed that it is a home invasion film, I was like, oh, really? I, I don't know. It's, it's just not much of a film, is it? It's not much of a story. It's not much of... What is it? It's shit, yeah. It's, it's, it's boring. And it's shit. What is it? <laughs> yeah, there really isn't much to it at all. It's like it was written on the back of a stamp, kind of. Yeah. And it's shot with, I don't know, shot with a... Well, I'll tell you exactly what it was shot with. It was shot with one of those same cameras that was around at the turn of the millennium where, like, you know, 
Inland Empire and Nine Songs were shot on mm-hmm. it when when digital camera filmmaking was not very good looking. The Strangers is is a lot of people seem to think that was a remake of them, but that's the it same isn't. film. Huh? God. Well, it's, it's not actually film, a remake, except, ex- except they they don't bother with the twist. They tell you what it mm. is straight away, but otherwise, yeah. it's the it's the same film. Thought, I, I didn't finish watching it. Cause I waited for an hour. I was asleep for twenty minutes in the middle. Mm. <laughs> it is excruciatingly dull. I I, I really like it. <laughs> oh, Luke! Sorry. I'm starting to like you, but no, this is the first time I've ever sat down to watch a film for this podcast and just gone. I can't. And I've sat through all of those Chinese black magic films. And like, <laughs> I've sat through some, some stuff, man. And this yeah. is the first time I was like half an hour before anyone gets murdered. Well, there's a problem with these things where there's only two characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a really they, tough one. They had part. a third character. They do, yeah. Glenn, yeah, Glenn Howerton walks in and pulls yeah. the weirdest faces. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? I don't want to watch this. I'm going to watch Always Sunny instead. Because yeah. it was nothing, nothing happened. It's half an hour of Liv Tyler remembering she used to be an actress, talking to Blandy uh, McMurrican mumbling, blonde man. Mumbling. Mumbling. Mumbling and not smoking properly. She gets a cigarette and she does that annoying American actor thing where she takes a puff and goes, Ugh. and it's like, you, and she's like, oh, we've run out of cigarettes. It's like, it's because you're not fucking smoking them. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> He'd be like, right, you can have another pack of these, but only if you inhale them properly. I would have finished watching this film, but they had that thing at the beginning where they all die anyway. So I was like, do you know what? I'm happy. Yeah. I'm going to stop now. And that bloke is such an arsehole that he's like proposed to her at someone else's wedding and then gets all stroppy when she says, oh, I'll think about it or whatever. I'm not ready. It's like fucking uh-huh. entitled cunt, you know. Mm. Don't I have to say yes. But he put rose petals on the bed. <laughs> and he put them in the bath even though he's like I don't know whether they go oh, in with gross. the water and she was like I don't know that either like it was some kind of mystery that all ladies know <laughs> Luke so the reason you picked this theme is because you particularly like your next which is yeah, I love, one of I love these popcorn ones that is better it is better though isn't it yeah it's, it's one of the much one. better ones and it actually is a little bit clever and uh, I wouldn't say it's Absolutely clever, but it, it the idea that it has, it knows exactly what it wants to be, and it isn't just grotesque or horrible that some of these other films are. No, mm. it's 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 a popcorn film. It's um and uh, Ty West, you know, playing a mm. art director, gets killed off very quickly. Ugh. This one at least had a sense of characters and oh. sort of uh, unlikable though. Oh yeah, they're awful, but they're they're kind oh, of watchably terrible. awful. They're like a whole family or a complete assholes, and they're all mm. fucked up and messed up and. Even before the twist happens, you're like, yeah, these family are already kind of tearing themselves apart. And the, the scene with the filmmakers was, was quite interesting, sort of over the dinner. I mean, it, that argument between the brothers kind of escalates really, really quickly. But you get one of the brothers but like, saying, um, I always thought that commercials were like the peak of artistic achievement. And what is an underground film festival? And it's just mm. like, it's... Um, it's from a sort of not particularly subtle satirical kind of art house movie before you get onto all the, the tension, etc. But yeah, those bits all. Of... If I'd known that character was played by Ty West, I would have hated that scene even more. Who is Ty West? <laughs> he, he directed House of the Devil and a load of other oh, really boring oh, shows. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, they are such unlikable cunts that I think the, the, thi- <laughs> the, the thing in the film that I was most upset about getting hurt was when the vase falls off the. <laughs> it's not not even a nice vase. 
But, you know, uh, I've got more sympathy for that than any of these I, arseholes. I, I, I really didn't like it because it felt like it had so much contempt for its audience and its genre. Like, uh, yes, they're, they're all unlikable cunts, as you say, and, and there's an element of satire, but I, I just... <laughs> I guess a bit like Funny Games, but but much more intensely for me with your next. I just felt like it really, really did not like horror as a genre. It thought it was stupid. It thought people going to see the film was stupid. So it was kind of having a a laugh at the expense of the audience. And I just reacted really badly to it. It just rubbed me up such the wrong way. I got, I got so angry coming out of your next. I just I hated it. <laughs> It's done by Adam uh, Wingard and yeah, Simon yeah. Barrett, and they are both people that absolutely love horror, so I don't think they ever made it. To, well, it's weird, because I, I, I hated yeah. The Guest as well, for much the same reason. I oh, felt like I, re- I really, really like The Guest. There's something really unusually shit-looking about Your Next that I I wouldn't expect from Adam Wingard. It all looks like... Do you remember in the 80s and 90s, if you taped a... If you copied a video, a VHS made a copy of it, but it had macrovision copy protection on it. And it mm. would turn out this really horrible kind of orange haze over the whole thing. The whole film, Your Next looks like that for some reason. Is that just not the period that it was shot? Everything had excessive filters back then. Because it was the second film after A Horrible Way to Die, so... Oh, that mm. does look bad, but... Uh... Yeah. I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a good romp. Yeah, it is a romp. And I, I suppose um, maybe if I'd watched it, this is one of the ones that I watched sort of um relatively recently and i think because there are a couple of films that we haven't got to yet that really really pissed me off that yeah. this one maybe if i'd got to it earlier i would have been like oh fuck off all of you were but this time it was just like yeah, that was all right <laughs> yeah i think i watched this after one that pissed me off so i was like yeah. ah happy days yay I was looking at it on IMDb and the sort of top um, review that came up by someone called Daggers in Eyes. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, How could he type? Uh, and the, um, the, the headline of the review was, How on earth did this get a seven rating? And guess what Daggers in Eyes rated it? Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daggers in Eyes fighting for justice <laughs> on IMDb. Wow. you got to love the internet. Uh, moving on to more harrowing films. Uh, well, Ruggiero Diodato's House on the Edge of the Park uh, was released two months after Cannibal Holocaust. Mm. He must have been in a shitty mood in 1980. He, he was really angry. This is your favourite home invasion film, yeah? <laughs> um, with reservations. I mean, I, I, it's an odd one because it's so horrible. Like, it's reprehensible on so many levels. Like, it's a really disgusting film. Uh, and not, not in a fun way. Like, it's not fun in the slightest. Uh, it's just gross and horrible. I thought it would make, in some way, if you fixed some of the issues with it, and it does have some serious issues. If you fix some of the issues, that I thought there was something in it that would make a really intense stage play, because it's all it's all it's one of the few where the the one location really works because there's a lot of like close-up handheld camera stuff. It feels really claustrophobic. It feels like you're right in there in that film, whereas a lot of them don't don't quite have that effect. Uh, and I just thought it would make a great stage play. So I wrote a script for uh, how it would translate to to stage, uh, and I got a friend of mine to introduce me to Ruggiero Diodato when he came over um, to 
talk at a festival of a good many years ago now uh, and my, my friend managed to get me access to him and I sat down and I talked to him about all the ideas that I had to turn this into a play and did that so it was lovely and he was really like into it um, and he said he would give me the phone number of Gianfranco Clarici who wrote the script for him uh, and if Clarucci was happy, then they have my blessing to go ahead and do whatever I want with the scripts and, and put it on as a play, whatever. Uh, and I was so excited. And I find up uh, Clarucci, and he loved it as well. He was fine. And I was like, fantastic. I've just got the blessing of these guys to, to adapt House on the Edge of the Park into a play. I'm going, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be <laughs> so experimental and daring and intense. Um, and then nobody, nobody would touch it with a particle, <laughs> <laughs> which should have maybe been a lesson to me. Um, I, 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 I think any complaint that you can level at this film is probably a valid one and is accurate. And I can't quite put my finger on why something about it haunts me at the back of my head. Um, but well, I think does. what it is, it, 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 the only character it allows you to um, identify with at all is Alex, David Hess's character. Mm. So even though he's been such a nasty, arsehole, violent, rapist cunt, you don't have any feelings about anyone he's abusing because you don't know them. They're, they're, they're kind of caricatures. So the only person you can, you're there with is Alex throughout, and it's a horrible place to be. And that's mm -hmm. why it works, I think. I don't know. I, I was watching Alex do these horrible things. I really do kind of agree with you, though, CJ. There is a story in there mm. um, that's definitely very interesting. But the way the film is done, it's just... I hated it. I really yeah. hated it. Because yeah, it starts that's... off... I mean, I, I it starts off with him raping an inconsequential character in a car. And it's not necessary to show that he's awful. Um, mm. There's There's more creative and delicate ways to show that he does this to hint at it i understand that you know it was all the 80s like oh be as extreme as possible but i just i couldn't get on board of it and i was waiting the entire time for something to be subverted and you know not exactly comeuppance because that's not how it was being built up it was i was like okay here's a here's a rape scene here's your character he's awful here's his mate who uses the word party as a verb he's awful um <laughs> <laughs> They're going to this this party because they, they want to party with rich people. Mm. And it's like, oh, OK, maybe they showed that horrible scene in the beginning um, and they're going to torture the shit out of Alex. Maybe something really like interesting is going to happen here. No, he's going to torture everyone instead. And it was yeah. just like, it was just disappointing. I found oh. it really disappointing. And even even though there's that little bit at the end where it's like, turns out it was my sister and I'm going to kill you now, <laughs> Mr. Alex. <laughs> CJ, you should have done it as a musical. No, musical, yes. Oh. Still time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's not a bad shout, actually. If, if anybody wants to help me uh, collaborate, you know, on a, on a musical a shout. version of House on the Edge of the Park. I think it should be called Boogie! Exclamation mark. <laughs> 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 yeah. I have to say I hated this um, and yeah there, there is a there is a story there it is well made the camera works good and god knows as we've seen from previous things that I've chosen I love a bit of 70s early 80s schlock so I was looking mm. forward to watching it but I just found this horrible I just found it upsetting it's, it's and horrible. Vile, yeah. I, I don't and, think it's schlocky at all I think I think it's no. well I just just sort of schlock for kind of generic kind of gore and tits and weird shit, mm. but it's what I, what I meant in that case rather than actual schlock. But mm. it's just, mm. no, it's, it's, no. 
the clothes are nice. Yeah, there's there's some there's some nice there's some nice dresses and um, yeah. yeah. Oh, music's really good. Really, really, music's music yeah. incredible for yeah. Oh, I still think it feels out of place. Uh, well, I think uh, this and Cannibal Holocaust, which has the same director mm. and uh, yeah. composer, I, I think for me, I absolutely agree that it's it's utterly out of place. But that's what's great about it. Yeah. It just I, I don't know. It puts me on edge with both of those films because it's such kind of beautiful music and such hideous stuff on screen. Um, I don't know. It works for me. I can't quite explain why. All right. So he's tried something even possibly even more divisive. Mother. From 2017. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right. Am I the only one who likes it? Oh. I'm, I love, look, I absolutely love the scene where shit goes down, a SWAT tamer in the house. Mm. I love that part, but I hate the rest of the film. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's my favourite film of the century so far. Oh my what? God. I, I hated it from start to finish. It's incredible piece of cinema the scope of the fucking thing can you explain what that thing is in the toilet then humanity what i noticed for the first time this time was um the ed harris's character the the big scar on his back that's his rib being removed to invent yeah. the michelle pfeiffer character isn't it did you not get that the first i didn't time? see i didn't notice that the first couple of times oh, right? no. so much but it was jammed down your throat you know what the first time i watched it i didn't get the biblical stuff at all oh, in the slightest i thought it was all just random and surreal what, when they ripped the baby into pieces you didn't think oh this is biblical this no bit. not at all mm. I... <laughs> someone didn't go to catholic school well no i didn't um i so <laughs> then i read up about it and even though like you know christianity and religion could get the fuck um watching that film knowing the you know vague bit of bible story fucking hell it's so clever it's so clever, I think. I've You've just, fallen into uh, Aronofsky's you, trap. Yeah, well, the, whole, the whole film is about how clever Aronofsky thinks he yeah. is. And, and how, how his... Yeah, this, this whole film is him going, I'm really clever and I'm shagging that. Yes, yeah. yes. That, that is exactly <laughs> she, what I took from it. She left him because he spoke about the film too much. Oh, really? <laughs> that was the reason she left. She was like, you speak about this, this shit film I was in too much. You've started calling me mother in bed. I had to leave it. Oh, man. He must have had so many wanks in the editing suite on this oh, one. Oh, God. Like, it was just over himself and his genius of course but oh uh, well that i'm um, that i'm afraid I've, I've, there's a couple of his films that i will say are quite good but other than that aronofsky can fuck off i'm sorry he can, um, can aronofsky he, he can fucking aronofsky exactly <laughs> he's got the, he's got the perfect name to say while he's shaking a fist at the sky aronofsky um yeah it's 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 a mixture of pretension um being quite disturbing because I mean for what one thing I will say about this film I hated it but I felt quite in a weird place afterwards for a good couple of hours it's very stressful yeah it's 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 mm. stressful and it's bollocks mm. it, it's, it's beautifully yeah. shot pretentious bollocks so the first time I saw it and I didn't get what it was meant to be about didn't get the allegory um I loved it because no film had ever made me feel anxious or stressed like this one before. But this is because you are a person who feels no anxiety in, in life, yeah. whereas I, I am constantly anxious. So for me, this was just like, 
this is just how I feel all the time. This is not removing me from my reality at all. Sure. I'm just getting irritated by people sitting on the sink and, and it's just like, oh, oh, this is stressful. I, yeah. I, not in an enjoyable way, not in, oh, this is clever to make me feel stressed. It's like mm. you're making me feel stressed by stuff that makes me feel stressed anyway, which yeah, is kind of same. what I was saying earlier about home invasion. It's <laughs> like, this is not what I'm here for. I'm, I'm already anxious about people sitting on my sink yeah. <laughs> well, what about the cinematic level just the fact the way that it escalates and escalates and builds into this fucking mass home oh. invasion the biggest home invasion there's ever been turns into a <laughs> literal war zone as a soldier gets his, his fucking face shot yeah. off in front Cursed of him oh. wig gets blown to pieces yeah I, f- oh. I find that really it's just really depressing he's just kind of you know uh, let's see how low this can sink, which mm. which I think should be the alternative title for uh, Requiem mm. for a Dream. It's all like, oh, look yes, at these people. Yeah. Let's see how much more shit we can make it here. No. I saw this film in the cinema with a client because I used to be a, a personal carer. And I saw it with a client. <laughs> and then I had to leave the cinema with my client and just go back into... Okie dokie, happy carer mode. Yeah. Oh, oh God, God, everything's terrible. Did anyone watch the horrendous film Hate Crime? Yeah. No. No. I yeah. don't that about is, it. Yeah, that is. Don't do it to yourself. It's a nasty it's piece of work. Disgusting, yeah, and that's it, that. it's banned. That's the reason it's banned in the UK. Yeah. What, was wasn't it banned it's because banned, it was really? basically? Mm. It's, isn't it because it is an anti-Semitic film rather than a yeah, film it's about just, anti-Semitism? Or... It is anti-Semitic. They're just. It's not made by a Jewish person or anything, and they mm. thought that having this written at the end of the film, hate and prejudice mm. still exists today. After you've had a film Ugh. with Jewish people get their eyes ripped out mm. and just beaten the crap out of them, there's nothing that's, redeeming about the film. That's like at the end of doing a school assembly about like equality, and then one of you has to stand up and do a little closing speech going, hate and suffering still exist today. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be mean. Only if your children's assembly had been 80 minutes of raping women and, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I went to an all-girls school, so, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I did do what I remember an assembly we had, because I went to an all-girls school, and um, they did it on, like, equality, and the fucking girl went on stage, and they were doing a skit about being a lesbian, and she's like, I'm a lesbian. Oh, my God, that girl's really hot. I just creamed myself. And I was like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone's like, you can't say that. And she's going, that's homophobic. I'm like, no, it's just manners. It's a proud <laughs> queer woman. <laughs> right. Um, our, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> our second feature this month is Gerald Cargill's 1983 film Angst, which is German for fear not angst like you thought um and uh, i couldn't find an english version of the trailer so i've sort of translated it as we go along here night des grauens night of horror mad murderer kills three people out of sheer lust incredible sadist is to become a priest lust killer says i'm afraid of myself i was afraid but not of the police or of the staatsfeind I was afraid of myself. Angst. Ein Film von Gerald Kagel und Oscar Preisträger Zbigniew Wojcicki in cinemas. Cliff, can you do a, can you just do a dubbed version of the film? Can you oh, that, would be <laughs> that, that, that would be much better. Yeah. A compulsive murderer is I'm doing that voice. <laughs> a compulsive murderer is released from prison <laughs> and immediately sets about finding his next victims. 
<laughs> so, Luke, you chose this. Um, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I chose this. Why? I wish, do you know what? I, I wish I had picked Hard Candy as our second feature. Oh, yeah, good choice, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I watched today. Yeah. But she didn't really invade, though. She just, she gets invited, oh, so it's technically yeah. Yeah, but House, the, House at the Edge of the Park is really oh, yeah, true. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I'm surpri- I'm, and I am surprised right now that we didn't speak about Devil Times 5. Yes, well, it's um, rubbish. How did we not, still not seen it? About, we, the we, we can is, never speak of Devil Times 5. Or we'll, hasn't we'll that been on the list before and we didn't talk about it? Yeah, yeah Killer Kids. Maybe we should do a special episode one day of just, 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 about, just talking that. about that. that. Yeah. Nice shit, yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing angst. is, like, I've never seen it, so I know I'd watch it and just in my head go, Devil. Times five. five, and then think of porn facts whilst watching it. So I can't. <laughs> we'd I have can't to. Do it. We'd have to watch a version where our heads have been put on all the kids' yes. heads in the film. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, angst. Angst. <laughs> angst. Oh angst God, is, it was so boring. Angst is CJ's favourite film. Oh, it's so dull, isn't it? It's so no, it's really boring. good. I, no, it's I think the cinematography is great. Some points of cinematography is terrible, but I think the whole being attached to him almost and those the camera, shots. yeah, the camera on that weird ring, so it kind oh, of so it's good. not fixed to him. Mm. It sort of moves, spins around him as yeah. he's running. It's it incredible. did remind me of you know that Mitchell and Webb look, uh, the Adventures of Sir Digby um, Chicken Caesar. <laughs> Chicken Caesar, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. They did that that camera rig. I remember seeing it on Hollyoaks because it was a, a character going on a bender. And so it was all like yeah. him. So I was watching Angst just thinking, oh, that's Jamie Lomas from Hollyoaks. Right. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was a boring Austrian man. Why I've not watched Hollyoaks for ages. Is it Hang changed? On, did you, did you I've think... not seen it for a while, no. Mm. So the Tony's man... still in it. Tony will be in it for How about Hollyoaks? He's always in it. <laughs> <laughs> no! This is a podcast about Hollyoaks now. Hollyoaks After Dark was my favourite. <laughs> and they get their tits out, yeah. And then, so, what's his face? Join the circus. No. Bryony, was, was it just the man you found boring or the whole film? I found the whole film boring. Um, I liked some of it. I liked the sausage. Sausage dog. Yeah, sausage yeah, dog. Sausage, yep. the sausage oh, dog. It really made me want sausage. Yeah, but it was yeah, so good. The yeah, breakfast. That would have been very good. Breakfast. Um, but I don't know. I mean, to sum it up, so my other half wanted to watch this one with me, and afterwards, because he's very proper and very English and very much much posher than I am, and he basically just went, "Huh, I waited ten years to watch that. I wish I hadn't." <laughs> that's really not. That's really that's not his voice said. at all. That's all he Sick said. <laughs> yeah, that's all he said about that film. And I, I, I don't know. There were bits where it was like, yeah, I get it, okay, but it was just dull. I Has, don't know how you can make that many killings look dull, but I was just bored. Have you ever? Has anybody ever played the Hitman games? No. On the, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you know, you know that quite a lot of the game, you, you're just dragging bodies around and putting mm-hmm. them, yeah, hiding, hiding them in bushes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. this movie just reminded me of that because so much of the runtime is just a man dragging other people around. Like he drags them around a lot when they're alive, and then when they're dead, he, he like and I then thought he the talks film was about over. Why he's when, dragging them? Yeah, but when they're all dead, I was like, oh, thank God, it's over. And then there was like another half an hour to go where he just dragged the dead bodies around. <laughs> I don't want to see any more dragging people around. It's so dull. Uh, I don't know. It's real time, isn't it? It's real time 
um, an afternoon of killing, which, I mean, what the fuck is wrong with the prison system in Austria? That <laughs> this guy's gone to prison for killing someone. They release him after, was it four years? And I think it was 10 years, wasn't that? I, thought, but... I, think, I think time off for good behaviour or something. Oh, right. and, then, yeah. and then immediately he sets about finding some new people to kill <laughs> and does yeah. that. Um, but anyway, well, it's based on a true story. And that yeah, is what happened. this one actually was based on a true story yeah. as well. I, look, I looked it up and I mean, the true story is actually a lot worse, which is uh, saying something. Um, but that, that made me feel even worse about it. Like it was kind of just tasteless because it hadn't even happened that long ago at the point where they, mm. they made the film and uh, just, uh, I don't know, I hate like true crime entertainment anyway. I just find it very macabre in a Normally a so way. do I, but um, I actually quite like this. Um, I don't want, I don't want to watch it again because I found it very kind of harrowing and, you know, yeah, it, it probably could have done with a bit of an edit and some bits of it were, did drag a little bit, but the actor's performance is incredibly good and you're very much kind of in there in that sort of dark mindset. So it wasn't, it wasn't a feel good movie, but it was, it was well made. And also by, I, I'm glad they didn't kill the dog. And the fact that the dog is following yeah. the actor around doing the whole, the classic little dog. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going to get yeah. under your feet. See what you're doing. Oh, yeah. look, look, you're, you're dragging that person to the car. Can I have some food, please? I'm a dog. I'm adorable. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm glad the dog didn't get killed. And the dog actually was. Yeah, the dog was good. Yeah, the dog got a bit of sausage. That was yeah, nice. dog got a bit of sausage, yeah. and the yeah. dog meant that he got he got nicked in the end and didn't yeah. get to do any yeah. more killings. So you know. it was actually a re- really happy story if you watch it as with the dog as the protagonist, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they're in the car together and you just have silence for ages and it just keeps going back to the dog <laughs> staring dog, yeah. at him for like a good five minutes it's Such weird because perfect scene. he doesn't acknowledge the dog at all up until no. he brings mm. it the breakfast to eat he, he doesn't talk to it he doesn't sort of move it out of the way or anything he just it's just it's like it's not even there and then suddenly mm. that's how you know he's a psychopath though because the, yeah. yeah. the real reaction of someone who sees a little sausage dog is absolutely but yeah he does still he does still feed it yeah. And not mm-hmm. lobby it across the car park, so And it is a sausage dog, is it? It's yeah. a sausage dog. Yeah, well you are you are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> um So did anyone else did anyone else find it funny? <laughs> Sorry? The film. What? I, yeah, that tunnel scene. Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. hilarious. No, I think but, I mean, such lol. a good comedy. Look at who the victims are. They're weird, aren't they? They're weird cartoon people. There was an element of sort of um, League of Gentlemen grotesquery. Mm. Like the, the guy that kept saying daddy. I mean, that was... Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was mirthsome, exactly. But But it's not like laugh out loud, but it's like... I think because the voiceover, he's, he's constantly kind of trying to justify what he's doing he's like he's kind of reenacting a historical event from his life isn't he mm-hmm. and the way it's so drawn out and the the randomness of it it's just ludicrous it's like a ludicrous story about an absolute madman doing something obscene and insane and isn't that funny in a way and i reckon um my theory is that a lot of the people who say that angst is one of the most harrowing films they've ever seen um, have not managed to catch a copy with subtitles so they don't get the context and all they're watching is just this really long drawn out murder scene which mm. you know all right, fair enough all right uh, well i think we're done with that are we 
Yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm. Right, well, uh, while I'm keeping you all hostage here, let's play Scary Noises. <laughs> and Link, you've brought a child's guitar this time, have you? Uh, six pairs of horror movie clips to identify, and one half of each pair this month is taken from a home invasion film. Teams are CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. Here's your first pair of scary noises. Shut up, you filthy whore. Stop crying or I'll cut your eyes out. I'm going to watch you die. No, no, Miles did not say that. But he did. And he did it in a dialect spoken by Les. Yeah, Luke. Uh, the music is your next. It is. But I mm. didn't get the dialogue. Okay, Emily, did you get the dialogue? Uh, no, I didn't. All right, CJ and Bryony, can you get the dialogue? Shut up, you filthy whore. Stop crying or I'll cut your eyes out. I'm going to watch you die. No, no, Miles did not say that. But he did. And he did it in a dialect spoken by less than 400,000 people in the world. Does Miles get along well with children as age? Has he ever mentioned feeling displaced in his body? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's a killer kid called Miles. Oh God! It's the is it the prodigy? Yep. Yes. Hey. Nice. Okay, number two. Oh, this can't be happening. I'm giving birth in two weeks. It's got to be a natural disaster or something. But who would lock us in? Yes, Bryony. So um, the dialogue is await further instructions. Yes. Uh, and the music is. From a home invasion film with pianos, CJ. Do you oh. want me to sing it? Uh, yeah, go on. Plink, plonk, plink, plink, plonk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like moody. I want to say, unless you have an idea, CJ. I I feel like I should. It's sounding very familiar, but um, I'm not I'm not good at piano. <laughs> you don't have to be a good at piano. That's not the game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say strangers. It's not the strangers. Uh, Emily, look, you get the music. Oh, this can't be happening. I'm giving birth in two weeks. It's got to be a natural disaster or something. But who would lock us in? Could it be a reality show? Some sort of awful game? That's it. It's got to be it. It's too insane to be really real. It could be on camera, right? Oh. Bollocks. Yeah, I think I got it there as well. Yeah. Is it Mother? No. Mm. No, I don't know what that is. I know what it is. What do you think it is? It's inside. It is inside. Oh, Oh. inside. It's the third one. How's it going in that department? I'm just trying to help. I mean, yeah, Brian. Look at you. The dialogue is mother. It is. And the music is something epic. Like someone's just died or something. It sounds a bit godfather oh, kind of Is it Full Moon High? It's not Full Moon High. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Full Moon High. Emily and Luke, can you get the music? How's it going in that department? I'm just trying to help. I mean, 
look at you. If he's not all over you, it's either because of his age or... Or what? No. No. Uh, some some jello. It's not some jello, no. It's ma. So it's a... Ma. Oh, I see what you did there. Ma, ma, ma mother, ma. double bill there. Oh, okay. Very clever. Mm. The scores at halfway are 3-1 to CJ and Bryony. And do you know, you, you haven't won a game since episode 25. I know, it's been a while. It really Which, has. Which episode are we on now? Yeah, it's 34. 34. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Anyway, here's the fourth one. Answer it! Answer it! Come on! That was intense. Mm. So it's called scary noises. The the last house on the beach. It wasn't no. Anyone got any ideas? No. Not a Scooby. No. All right. The sorry. music. The music was from Who Saw Her Die. Ah. And the dialogue was from Hate Crime. Oh, um, uh, I, yeah. I haven't watched Hate Crime. Either, yeah. Number five. I'll tell you what. I'll give you uh, my do-it-yourself handbook. And, uh... Yes, Luke. Uh, dialogue was the house on the edge of the park. Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm. Music. Uh, no, it was, I got too excited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> CJ and Bryony, can you get the music? I have a feeling Bryony might know this one. I'll tell you what. I'll give you uh, my do-it-yourself handbook, and uh, you can fix the car. While I go boogie. Or... You can take this $40 and hire yourself a limousine and you'll be home in no time. It's one of those like it's one of those films that are shit that I love that are like it feels like a slashery film. Uh what era? It feels like this like nineties, early oh. noughties, like, like doof, 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 doof. <laughs> you know when they just play shit music for well, like new metal yeah, I mean, that yeah. Sa- that sounded like corn when you did that yeah <laughs> it sounded like a corn music it sounded like corn um, oh, um i can't i don't know that's gonna annoy me what is it it was jonathan davis queen of the damned oh i see oh, I t- I t- oh, okay <laughs> that's fucked up isn't it like i could tell that weird motley noise that you did with jonathan davis so it's three two three two at the minute is the last pair the only animal mammal beverage at the grocery store which is too bad because i could really go for some carbonated dolphin Senator, why must you interrupt my solitude in living the worst day of the worst life in Grizzly Lake history? You should have the girl who fucked the bear. That was like 20 years ago, and she was a pervert. I'm a mascot. It's one rank lower on the social ladder. Oh! Yeah? Is the dialogue from Detention? It is. Yes! (laughs) Music? Anyone? Brian? Is it cool? Wasn't cool. How how did it go? Uh, it went. Oh, it's Tom. It's Suspiria. Tom York. No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, when a stranger calls. Oh. Uh. 
So, 4-2 to CJ and Bryony. Well done. Our favourite listeners from the last month have included Colonel Hogan, Mick, Ben Christopher Smith and Leatherfast because they've all been in touch to say nice things at our Facebook or Twitter accounts. So look us up, give us feedback and only an arsehole wouldn't give us a nice review and star rating on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Uh, at DevilX5 on Twitter is the best way to get in touch. Next month, it's my choice of theme. And to lighten the mood a bit, I've gone for Italian zombie movies. Yay! Yay. Woo-hoo. So, uh, CJ and Bryony, what do you want to choose for your first feature? Should we go for Zombie 2? Okay. Yeah. And I've chosen Burial Ground for our second feature. <laughs> of course you bloody have. <laughs> It's good. So lots of gruesome fun to be had next month on Devil Times 5. Until then, thanks for listening and have a spooky Halloween. (laughs) 